Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. Here we are, the uh, podcasters here in Chicago, Illinois, American Enterprise Swing Boat Party. Well, the great news today, it was only 11,000 that got uh, through the open borders mm-hmm. this last 24 hours. Unbelievable. Uh, Unbelievable. Eight million going on how many? How many million? Somebody said America's so wealthy and so big they can they can handle another seven hundred million migrants. Well, at this rate, <laughs> we'll get there. My God! I think we'll all be then moving to the to their country of origin just to get the hell away from the street people yeah. and the tents in our football fields and the litter everywhere yeah. and the jobless rate for our the people coming here. The ones that don't have jobs won't have jobs. They'll take oh. the low count. Well, they're giving them a visa card, and they're going to put them up and feed them. Why would they want to work? Actually, they're coming from cultures that we don't know what they're bringing here in terms of habits and and, uh, the violence that uh, they come from and and are moving into in our ghettos and vagrancies. And this is not a country that is as wealthy as they are, as we have been portrayed, and particularly if you look at the debt clock, we're bankrupt. So they're just going from bad, jumping from the frying pan into the fire, frankly. And uh, so there's, now I guess the National Guards are going to be deployed out there. It's a three years too late. It's late. Um, and they're not the lawmakers, they're, they're the debt makers, they're the troublemakers. Uh, we need we need to fire them all, actually. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, go back to our principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when people came here through, uh, uh, what is the name of the island uh, in New York City? Uh, I forget Ellis right now. Island. Ellis. Yeah. And. Uh, Whatever vetting was done there was uh, they, they were coming from Ireland and and European countries where they they were laborers. Yeah. And when they got here, they immediately went into action in terms of you know making beans and trading it for corn and corn traded for clothes and they got into our free enterprise system smoothly. I guess maybe not. We had a depression and then. You know, most of the immigrants were then out of work and in poverty. But now this is just like you take a, a can of unpopped popcorn, turn it upside down, and it pours all over the place. Yeah. Oh, it's just so frustrating. <clears throat> no one can digest that. No. Uh, so do, doom and gloom. Okay, what's the solution? It's called an issue. Mayorkas says, oh, the... I mean, he's lying. Yeah. Uh, Biden enabled it, and he's lying about about immigration and his son Hunter. Yeah. Uh, the man is demented anyway, and behind him's the giggler. They can't put a, yeah. a, a intelligent sentence together without a prompter. That's for sure. So uh, I would say the future is not bright. And uh, will Trump save us all? Well. Did Hitler save Germany? No. Well, they're using the same slogan, make Germany great again. Uh, if you listen to Hitler's speeches or Trump's rallies, 
make America great again. Well, we're already great. We need to keep it great. And we have big-time competition now. In the past, yeah, it was all the warlords and the dictators and and the, and the, and the people were downtrodden and weak. Uh, if Tr- uh, Truman hadn't dropped the damn bomb on civilians, killing 250,000 people, uh, the, the bomb would be a deterrent. We could just show them the test sites in New Mexico and everybody would have shut up to put up or put up to shut up. But that didn't happen. And a lot of mistakes have been made since. And they continue to be made. So you keep saying, what's the solution? And I keep giving you the answer of, we need to have something that breaks the gridlock of a two-party system. How do we do that? Well, right now, we have, within the Republican Party, we have... Rhinos, Republicans in name only. Mm-hmm. And on the left side, dinos, who are d- Democrats in name only. Th- this whole thing about the American Enterprise Party represents Americanism and marries American capitalism, American socialism into a political party. It already is married in every business that we have. Is the money is invested and in the, in the human capital is invested. The, the capitalists have have got a share in the in the and the socialist workers or human capital have to learn to to work for ethical patriotic reasons and it's not to save America America needs a, a, an offensive plan to be able to come out of this tailspin called debt we don't have lawmakers we have debt makers we don't have money makers, we have losers and running our country. And so what do we do with that? Well, we have to come up with the new leadership. And we don't need to replace all of Congress and all of the Supreme Court and, all, and, and the presidency. We need the swing vote that with a few on the left and a few on the right will hold uh, the country to the middle, pull it to the middle where the so-called independents have a, a third party, but they don't have a platform, they don't have a plan, and they don't have leaders. And so this, in my, my trilogy, the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party, is to do that. And uh, my vision of, of this, on how to roll it out, who's going to do it, well, the first volume is the reason we have to do it is that the forefathers said they didn't like a two-party system. They didn't put it in the Constitution because if it becomes one party, then we're no different than King Edward and, and Stalin and Mao Zedong and Xi Jinping and, you know, the warlords. So uh, they didn't put the part two-party system in. I'm believing and proposing that a three-party system be put in the Constitution and we have a referee. Either party can be a referee in terms of uh, consensus. It requires consensus before it ever gets signed into law. So it's pulling the extremes towards the middle of the more, not conservative, but, but moderate or intelligent 
lawmaking, which I would then call job making, better than calling them lawmakers. That's all they do is propose 40,000 bills a year throughout our, our governance system, all the way down to the locals. All, all the lawmakers do are make laws. And then what do we get from laws? Regulations. Well, what do we get from regulations? Freedoms are, are taken away from our small businesses and our investors and our workers. It's not working. Uh, it worked way better when it started by the by the pilgrims. You know, they raised corn and traded it for beans and traded beans for clothes and traded clothes for covered wagons. That's that, that speech I continually give. It wasn't the slave ships that started enterprise. It wasn't the <coughs> Indians that, that were in teepees here that started enterprise. It was those people that were running away from King Edward because they wanted the freedom to be able to trade beans for corn and corn for clothes. They wanted wanted free enterprise. They didn't even know what to call it. They called it agriculture. They called it a plantation. or They called it a factory or whatever it's been called. It is the only country. We are the only country that has pure laissez-faire free market enterprise. And we're, we've lost it to the lawmakers. And we continue to lose it to the lawmakers. Uh, the, 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 who, who are they? Well, they're the richest people in, in the country. They get their wealth by by actually sucking it all up through Washington, D.C. and Des Moines, Iowa and, and New York City and um, South, Southern California County or whatever it is, South Beach. Uh, it's all the greed, greed gland is what it's called. It's all sucked up to the top. And the problems are all pushed down to the bottom. And so we have, yes, we have top-down ruling, and it's not the rule of law, it's the law of rulers. And then it's all pushed down on the uh, many who are expected to make these laws work. Well, we don't work for laws, we work for our living, and we work for our families, and we work for the right reasons, and the lawmakers are pushing all this down for the wrong reasons, so they can control everything. The Green New Deal is just an idiotic way of controlling the energy of our country, and it's destroying our, our supply line. Because now we aren't making any money on anything. It's all overseas. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, we'll go to get cheap labor. This was the, the, the lack of intelligence in our, in our uh, capitalists. Uh, they were only looking for more money or bigger profits, I guess. I don't know. But they pushed it over there. Now it's 2,000 miles away. And guess what? It's, we're paying the shipping. And the alliances uh, that um, China has with South Asian countries... They're dominating the, the supply line. And, and we lose a, a trillion a year on that of the, of the, the imports we have to have to, to survive versus the exports that we're sending over there, which are our ideas and our technology. And they just reverse engineer it and sell it back to us for more yes. with shipping. Yeah. And, 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 and they, they've constructed their own cargo ships and their own containers, and in Shanghai had 14,000 acres of them, color-coded and robotically loaded and unloaded, and we sit over here 
taken them in our 20 ports to be able to to meet the the uh, demand by the wholesalers and retailers, put them on trains, trains, planes, semis, and 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 automobiles just to get them over there, and we do it all manually. Oh, yeah, we have lift trucks and all that stuff, but it's all unloaded and then and then sent by trains that have this container with a COC, a COSCO. You think that's Costco? No, that's Costco, the biggest shipping company company in the world, a monopoly that reports to Xi Jinping. And they not only get shipping coming here, they want to charge us shipping for taking our stuff there. Ugh, unbelievable. And then in the background, we have OPEC, which is the biggest shipper in terms of value, and most of us to us, uh, wanting to de-dollarize trade. They want to they they not take our paper any longer. Our, our treasury bills and treasury notes are, are yielding 1.4%. And the Chinese is talking about cryptocurrency, their cryptocurrency. And so you can just kind of see uh, the writings on the wall. We've lost the trade war. We're losing the economic war. We've got the borders wide open where people think they're going to come here and be able to get their piece of the shrinking pie. And if you go to the debt clock, I call it the death clock now to get people to go there, WWUS death clock or debt clock dot org. Uh, and I've had to tell my accountant, accounting son-in-laws, CPAs, and and CPAs from Arthur Anderson, who I used to work with, if they encouraging them to go look at the debt clock, and it's more than just a clock; it's showing the other side of everything because our country is on the cash basis; it's not accruing as is required for every business in the country for taxation and the SEC. No, they're on a budgetary system, which which allows them to add in lo- borrowing into the cash receipts and say they're balancing the budget. And the current budget of $7 trillion is all borrowed money after March. There isn't enough taxation of, of everyone to pay down the current debt, let alone the long-term obligations that aren't even recorded on books. You don't even have books. We've got a budget. And uh, the, the long-term is $200 trillion. If you can feature 15 zeros of $200 trillion that we've obligations that we've made for Medicare, Medicaid, Medicaid, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and 13 entitlement programs, including uh, 24 million government workers that have lifetime pensions, and they got they got their paychecks during the being essential, along with the big boxes and the big companies, uh, and then they also got their stimulus checks. So they made a lot of money on that, and it was all borrowed money. Whoever's about where's it borrowed from? South Korea, Japan, Philippines, uh, Taiwan, Taiwan, China, India, North North Vietnam, Indonesia, Africa. Uh, around the world, we import more than we export, and it's all imported on Chinese cargo ships. Get it? There's a hundred ports that they're servicing with their five thousand four hundred cargo ships, and there's fourteen thousand acres in Shanghai alone, which is the biggest 
biggest uh, shipping port in the world, uh, ready to load up, and, and it takes a week or two to get here. And it costs... Tri- uh, that, that monopoly earns China $2 trillion a year Jeez. on a two-way shipping deal. Okay. Now, how in the hell did that happen? Yeah. Well, we got attorneys running our country. The legislatures, the, the Congress, are 90% are attorneys. Harvard or Yale trained, and they don't know squat when it comes to starting a business, inventing anything. Gates has never invented anything. He stole it from Xerox. Um, Buffett hasn't. He just takes the, the things that other people thought of. And Musk, he just pyramids his up from PayPal up to SpaceX. Uh, Trump, he's into real estate. He doesn't understand the global trade. Uh, none of our presidents actually <clears throat> were, were entrepreneurs, nor were they business people. And so that's what we have here, a giant bankrupt business. So what do you do? Well, volume two in the, my American Enterprise Swing Vote Party is a quasi-reorganization of bankruptcy. As you file for Chapter 10, which is what it's called, of the bankruptcy, bankruptcy law, and we freeze the debt. Then we have to do, we have to have a plan that gives reductions in our fixed costs, mainly in our twenty four million uh, government employees. Does that mean you're going to lay off half of the, of the of the government employees? Supposedly they they're they're the ones that are making America work. No, <laughs> I'm sorry, they don't. We don't even know what they do. The workers are what makes America work. No, uh, we have to downsize government payroll which is also pensions and so all these benefits that they get, they should get the same as the private sector. private sector, in many cases, is not getting any pensions. So, yeah, we're going to downsize them, downsize government. Well, how do you do that? Well, you privatize these agencies that are in, in truth and, and, and effectively uh, enterprises, energy. Energy is an enterprise, health care, education, agriculture, uh, urban affairs. Uh, the things that are making America work supposedly are run by a cabinet of idiots that have never run anything in their whole lives and a president leading a herd of turtles into uh, over the cliff. And it's the, it's the death wish. As if we want to continue uh, becoming number two under China and then maybe four, uh, number four under Russia and, and Venezuela and, and these other communist countries, we could end up with a communist world. And uh, what are we doing? Oh, we're for our, our defense department that gets almost a trillion a year to, to, to have peace through strength. No, it's peace through fear. A hundred, a fleet of a hundred B-21s has been approved. They've tested the first one and they cost a billion dollars each to, 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 to produce and those are all for our defense department. And they have $3 trillion of weapons of mass destruction that they pull out and they, they sell them to OPEC in, in form of a plane, uh, supersonic jets, and to we're paying the bill in Ukraine and sending weapons over there. And we have weapons here, weapons there, whatever. And we have a, we have a, a fleet of 100 supersonic stealth nuclear probably could be run by a drone bombers. Who are we going to bomb? 
What bombs? Is that a nuclear bomb we're going to drop? Are we a bigger threat than Putin? Well, Putin's going to muscle up his stuff, too, and so is China. They're going to get their supersonic things, and so is North Korea. And everybody says they have the bomb now because of Truman, the idiot. Yeah, we, we have got a huge problem, and that thing problem emanates all the way down to the problems in the, in the states, the cities, the, the counties, the cities. What, what is it? It's called crime. You know, crash into a Walgreens and take everything you want. Oh, no, they're going to uh, um, Macy's. Or they're going to New York's to, um, um, you know, these <laughs> jewelry stores and and purse salesman, you know, it's just beyond being able to enunciate this crime wave that are all in black suits and black masks with black arms. So they're all crashing and and taken. If you won't give them reparation, they're going to take it. And this is going to spread. It's going to spread into what I've called the Black Lives Matter uh, revolution. It all emanates from the George Floyd incident. And everybody is emboldened now because now um, Target says, don't, don't try to stop them. Let them do it. You know, our police said, well, you know, we can't shoot them until, unless they shoot at us. And it's just like our military. We lost 13 Marines in Afghanistan because of stupid Biden. And they were told not to shoot unless shot at. And then the bomber bombed and killed them along with a uh, hundred other uh, people. So insanity is certainly here. And we, to get back to sanity, we need to have uh, leadership. And the leadership that I'm, yeah, I'm envisioning, and it's only my opinion, uh, and, it, and it's what I would call the punchline, is who's going to lead the party? Jerry, are you running for president? No. I, I'm too old. You know, well, you sound pretty good. Well, yeah, maybe so, but... Look at what we've got, you know, in the lineup. 80-year-olds coming on. What what are they going to offer? Behind them, are there any youth that are really seeing a path up through the the middle of of the road? They're not just independent or conservative, or I call them deservatives. They're not progressives or, or conservatives, they're deservatives. The people that make it happen in this country are the workers. And the leadership of the workers is not a union. My dad worked for Firestone and I went to the union meetings and the union meetings hated the, the company. I'm not wanting a, to put together something that hates the country. And I, I'm just going to say, ask what you can do f- Ask not what you can do for your party. Ask what you can do for your country. And we're not going to make it great. It's great. We're not going to save it because we've already lost the trade war. We have to now turn the tables on China and the exporters over there and not charge a 20% import tax on our importers, but actually tell them they're going to have to ship at free of charge. They're going to have to incur the shipping. They're going to have to incur the the uh, loading and unloading, their share of the cost of that, and putting them on trains, planes, and automobiles. And when they get to the wholesalers' shelves or the retailers' shelves, they're going to have to pay rent. They're going to have to pay for displaying their products. That's their cost. 
because in, including in, in this will not be the price. The price is already established at point of, uh, of, of shipment. FOB, point of destination, is going to have to be paid by, by them. And if they don't like that, then we'll have to build our own cargo ships. We'll have to, we'll have to build our own containers. We'll have to, like they did in World War II. You remember World War II that we won in four years? Who was the president then? Oh, that was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Not a dino, but a, a Democrat. And, uh, yeah, he had the New Deal, not the Green New Deal, but he employed a lot of people, had this whole view of a, the great society, which I don't particularly think that he even could believe what's happened <laughs> with that theory. Uh, but, no, he financed and built a war machine in four years with Rosie the Riveter using uh, war bonds. And 6% war bonds. Everybody bought war bonds on the basis of what? Well, probably a percentage of their wealth or whatever they could afford. And uh, it covered the billions of dollars of, of that war machine and beat Hitler's, which was took him 10 years to, to lose. And he lost not to the atom bomb. No, Tojo and Hitler were both committed suicide and were in in the process of signing a a, a peace agreement uh, on a, 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 a ship. I think that ship was in the Chinese, no, in the Japanese, where was that? No, it was in the, between England and France. Uh, they signed a peace tre- treaty. Uh, MacArthur was there and... Uh, uh, Truman, the way I understand it, when they actually were negotiating the peace agreement, it was Stalin and Roosevelt and Churchill. And since Roosevelt was dead, they they didn't even include Trump and or uh, Trump, <laughs> Truman, and that made him mad. So he he was going to be the one that okayed dropping the bomb and get his place in history, mm. which uh, is disgraceful. So where are we with this anyway, now that you've pulled us along this far? Uh, who who do you foresee that would be the leader of your party? Well, I'm the founder. I'm the chief executive officer. And uh, I've written the books. I've got the books out to the bookstores. Uh, yes, they have to go viral for this to have any traction or attraction. But at least it's a, it's a proposed solution to these horrendous problems. You know, they, they'll, the, the, a crash in this country will affect the whole world. It will affect everybody that's here. Every individual it, it, that's here, it will impact our lives, our, our children's lives, our grandchildren's and our great-grandchildren's lives, because it will not be an immediate comeback. No matter what we do, it's going to take time. It's taken a long time for us to get here, and it will go fast. It's going to go fast with OPEC and China lining up together with other axis of evil countries that are going to get their revenge on America and Truman dropping uh, those two bombs. That's the way I see it. And so we need to be be preaching peace, 
peaceful coexistence. That's what Kissinger did, the greatest statesman ever, who negotiated the tearing down the wall with Gorbachev. It wasn't Reagan that did that, it was Kissinger. And unfortunately, he just died at the age of 100. Uh, but I think we pick up on what made him um, our most valuable player ever, probably, uh, uh, is peaceful coexistence, detente. Start, start with the United Nations and requiring every nation that is a part of that organization has to sign a peace agreement or they don't participate in global trade. There has to be some steps here that establishes the governing body of, of all countries in this, in this world has to be conducted by uh, um, this whole, it's not pacifist, it's not throw your, all your weapons in the circle and dance around the fire, no. It's not that kind of a strategy. Is it start using peace as the reason for living here on earth, not warlords and wealth and violence and vulgarity. Um, the culture in America has just hit rock bottom. Effing this and effing that is, is all we hear. And, and uh, pounding our chest and electing uh, uh, attorneys to run our country when the, and, and economists, professors. I have nothing against intellectuals or anyone, really. But we need to have the people that are running a, a, an enterprise know how to run an enterprise. And we do have here, and China has the same thing, our monopsonies. We're, our governments are buyer and seller of the last resort. It's called uh, oligarch, you know, or you could call it totalitarianism. Uh, in my book, Americana, I predicted that in 2084, Americana will be Amer Americania, which is the same as Orwell's Oceana in 1984. It was just a couple hundred years too early with, with that prediction. But his prediction is, is happening in America here with, with cameras everywhere and people ratting on each other and crashing in and, and carjacking and taking whatever you want and, and shooting people in the neighborhoods and then and going into the suburbs. The drive-bys will be in the suburbs and the thousands upon thousands of, upon thousands of migrants will be living on the street, in the ghettos, selling drugs, selling prostitution, whatever. This country is going to be like another India or another, uh, another um, um, Puerto Rico, Mexico City. Uh, look around the world at, their, at that culture. And is that arrogant? No, that's just what I, I believe that America has been. It's been a place to go to have peace and opportunity and not say that everybody's racist. There's no color in enterprise. If you're willing to learn to earn and get a skill to build, that was my, my motto with the nursing homes I turned around, is that people have to work. They have to have a skill to build so they can have some piece of the pie, the prosperity that seems to always be filtered up to the top and turn back around in, the, in, in, the, in laws and regulations telling us what we can't do on the basis of a, 
of carbon that's going up, but it also comes down and it keeps us all alive. But, oh, we have to convert everything to electricity, which requires fossil fuels to even generate electricity unless you came up with something else like the sunshine, but the sun doesn't shine all the time and the wind doesn't always blow and the water doesn't always flow. So we've got idiots, we've got morons running our team. Like Butch Cassidy said in his in that movie, uh, he looked over at Butch and said, uh, "We've got morons on our team. We've got them running our team." And is that a little harsh? Well, I, I love America. You know, I've I've written five poetry books on the love of America, and how that would bring feelings and heart into our politics, which we don't have now. All we have is money ticks. You know, you, you, you can only run if you have um, a, a millionaire, a billionaire, or a zillionaire. You know, those people have, or most of them have, with, through Ponzi schemes, uh, stolen their products and got their wealth through the stock market. And if the stock market or bond market or any other market crashes, the, their wealth is gone. They won't be able to... to Pay their bills. Right now, we pay their bills. Gates' bills are all paid by us. Uh, Buffett, Musk, Trump, Biden, um, every senator, every every House representative, they're all wealthy. How did that happen? Oh, well, they went to the right schools. Oh, uh, oh. The government's paying everything <laughs> we do. Right, the government, the government, the government. What is? How is that any different than the Politburo, the Politburo, the Politburo Bureau? I'm running out of breath. So what's the punchline? I, in a minute, would and, and have sent letters to Mitt Romney. Well, he ran and he lost. Yeah, but if you watch the video around that guy, he has some... He has some values that I would, I would say would lead a third party because he also made his uh, wealth, and he is wealthy. He said he's rich. Yeah, Bain Capital. What's Bain Capital? It was a vulture capital company. They went around and took, uh, and, and, and took over bankrupt companies, big ones cut the overhead, the fixed overhead, down to the break-even point till your business was making money. And then they shopped a profitable company and sold it and made their money by turning around bankrupt entities. Who better is, is qualified to run the American Enterprise Party that has to implement the quasi-reorganization and downsize government and privatize um, these agencies that are in, in effect um, enterprises, then they'll be accountable. They you they'll have to use generally accepted accounting principles, and they'll have to make money, and they'll have to throw off cash and build capital and pay their bills. Huh? Wow. And not only that, these governors we really don't have states; we have colonies. We had thirteen in the beginning. And that's why we did a revolution to get away from the king because he wouldn't let us trade beans for corn and corn for clothes and clothes for covered wagons. So we had 13 colonies that have grown into 50 colonies. Well, the 13 colonies were accountable to, them, to themselves. They didn't depend on the federal government because it didn't exist. Today, with revenue sharing, 
You know, you say, oh, it's taxpayer money. That's revenue sharing. No, it's borrowed money. Don't you get it? Taxes are gone by March. The rest of the year is all borrowed money. Look at the debt clock. Don't take anything I say for free. Go look. My fellow accountants hadn't heard of it. Well, it's put there by the by the American Chamber of Commerce, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and the U.S. Budget Office. And those algorithms are ingenious. They're not only showing you what past e- economies, and it's not about economy, stupid, it's about enterprise. Economy is the cost of, of doing business, and it's costing us trillions, 15 zeros, to run this huge monolithic, totalitarian form of government. And we have to downsize it. And so under a quasi-reorganization, we also have to hold every governor, that's every, whether they're rhinos, dinos, or, or, or whatever, accountable. They're not accountable. They're only accountable <clears throat> for being red, red or blue, winning or losing. Their, and, and 90% of them are reelected. They do have term limits, fortunately. Well, the, the Congress does too, but the Supreme Court doesn't. Yeah, well, they should be reelected too and not there for life. Selected by a party, one party or the other. Of course, they're not independent of politics. They are politics. So we have the governors. Why are they going to be responsible? Their crime rate. Their how many guns in circulation? How many teen pregnancies? How many uh, abortions? How many dropouts out of high school? Wow, that's all about society. Yeah, yeah, they're running a little piece of our society called Iowa, New York. California, Illinois, Florida, those are all just subsidiary businesses to the big boy called America, USA Inc., or whatever you want to call it. America the beautiful, the bountiful, or ugly American, whatever. Let's make it a peaceful coexistence as our pursuit of... of uh, integrating our philosophy uh, around the world. P- throw down the guns and pick up the, pick up the work. And yes, everything's going towards digital. Well, uh, we all have to adapt to a different kind of work. But, it, but anyway, I'm selecting Mitt Romney as, as a, a rhino, a Republican in name only, to be a leader of the party and... Uh, because he's qualified, he uh, is uh, qualified in more respects than just being capital. Because I think his his religious and cultural background does support him being a man to stand for peace, not war. And Joe Manchin, same way. He would be my choice on for Dino, Democrat, and name only. And those two would lead the party. Are they going to be one's going to be president and the other one vice president? No. No, they'll be president and vice president of the the American Enterprise Party, the Swing Vote Party. That, in principle, will referee and pull to the middle consensus legislation, most of which is going to get rid of what we've all been encumbered with, including the Green New Deal and a bunch of other uh, rules of law or law of rulers. Um, and we need to go back to the real... Uh, independent justice uh, system of rule of law.
because we've lost it to the, the law of rulers. And uh, yeah, I believe Trump was wrong in, in putting three Catholics in in their 40s and late 40s. They'll be there for life to, to make sure that the Republicans can control the Supreme Court. Now that, in, in my term, in my terms, is 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 a dictatorial move, and I I never approved that. Roe v. Wade should not be a, a centerpiece for our our political uh, elections. That's personal, and if we if we take it out of and put a law on it, like some countries have, you're going to have to then have put a law out there that you can't co- cohabitate until you're married. You can't have kids out of, uh, of wedlock or you're going to go to prison. You know, I forget the country that's trying to do that. That's what it'll, it'll boil down to. So no, abortion should not be the principal uh, focal point in, in any election. It's up to the individuals to make the decision and then they have to live with it. And it's got consequences. But right now it's got horrible consequences because if the abortions don't happen in the ghettos, then we got more gangs on the street. Or if it happens anywhere, we got children that are wondering why. Well, the why is the parents lived together when they, before they got married, and then they got either divorced in the first year or in the tenth year, and the kids are always blaming themselves. And that's where most of the mass shootings emanate from, because of the fatherless homes. And there's many of them. Half, uh, half of the marriages end in divorce in the first year or two. So we got to do some cleanup there. A lot of it's caused by our vulgar entertainment. And like I said, effing this and that, it's become a verb, adjective, and a, and a subject. So, um, yeah, it would be um, Mitt Romney and Joe B- Manchin. I'm sent, I've sent letters. I'm, if I have to go to their doorstep, I will. I think they would be, and I have sent my book to Trump, of course. Uh, is he a business person? Yeah, he's a real estate guy. Yeah, he's overblowing his wealth because his tall buildings are 45% empty. And ironically, in China, they are also experiencing 20 cities that are larger than New York City with a lot of tall buildings that are half empty. And... Uh, yeah, they've got their problems. Um, but anyway, Trump broke the ceiling. He he did some good things, and he did some bad things. And that's going to happen. It's going to happen with anyone that's just trying to run this country. But at this point in time, we need, we need people that are schooled in international global trade and how you manage the debt. You don't just increase the debt ceiling 79 times and say that, uh, you know, we're going to prevent the government from being shut down. 24 million workers were essential during the pandemic. It wasn't shut down. Neither was Facebook or all the big boxes, big big pharma, big, big everything got their paychecks. They weren't shut down. They're essential. Who decided that? Well, it was Pence and and uh, Fauci, Fauci, uh, because of the Fauci pandemic, yes, he, 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 he caused it. It was generated here and synthetic and sent over there and got out of there. And he, he, he was going to cover it up by keeping everybody in masks and f- afraid, using fear. You know, and Pence, who I call uh, Judas, pushed Trump aside into the background and called him 
uh, a buffoon. And then the vaccine, that was all used by Biden to get elected, um, of course. And that wasn't a secure election. We haven't had any, even with Trump. And previously, there's always cheating going on because we don't have a secure system. Um, Yeah, so what else can you say about a third party that would get uh, us to believe that this could work? Well, I said we have progressives. Who are the progressives? Those are the ones that want us to, you know, everybody can stay home with their electric car and and their uh, porn and uh, be happy. And then there's the conservatives who who think we should, uh, you know, uh, be uh, penny-wise and pound-foolish, foolish, I guess is the way to put it. And in the middle, we have the deservatives. So we have the progressives and the conservatives and the deservatives. Okay, so you say the working American is the, the party for the American Enterprise Party. Yeah, well, they're a pretty large voting block. If you really want, the, the, without a union, this is not a union. I, I saw how unions are destructive with Firestone because my dad worked for him for 32 years. He was in the finally in the quality control department, and the the company was uh, losing money, so they changed the standards on steel belted tires, and and became bankrupt, and were taken over by a Jap- Japanese company, Brick, Brick, uh, Bridgestone. But anyway, get back to uh, the third party. Uh, it is not built to be the only party. It's like any ball game, any any football, basketball, baseball, you name it, this is a referee. And in, in terms of what laws and regulations we have, they should be the rules of the road that we have to comply with, not telling us every every time what to breathe and and where to go. Uh, we all have our own brains, minds, and and automobiles that still burn gas. And uh, gas is not going to kill us. What uh, there's more emanated from from the oceans in terms of carbon than there is any gasoline burnt uh, trains, main trains, planes, and automobiles. So let's get back to some common sense. Yeah, we got progressives, we got conservatives, and we've got deservatives. Are they all going to team up and f- solve this enormous debt that we have? Well, if they don't. The takeovers are imminent. The hedge funders are already predicting China will take over the world. Badalio and, and Bridgewater and Fink and Blackwater, they won't even tell you who their investors are, but I'll tell you who they are. They're pension fund and mutual funds, and, and it's American money being hedged uh, and selling short on America and long on uh, our competitors. That's the way I see it. You read Dalio's book, his last statement is, let evolution be with you. And all he talked about was the big, the big curves, uh, the, the Dutch, the British, and now America all self-destructing within a 300-year period. And then China, his, his 18 determinants show China coming up, American going down. When the tangent crosses, we, he predicts in the next de- decade we will have either... A, a hot war or a cold war, and that is what I'm calling a trade war. 
And yes, we need to have uh, our trade war financed or we can't do anything with to withstand uh, the deluge of debt when, uh, when the world is de-dollarized de- because then all of the exchange rates will be slanted against our declining dollar. And the Fed right now is destroying the country with increasing interest rates using Keynesian theory that you can run, a, run an economy. They don't talk about the enterprise. You can run an economy on the basis of interest rates. That's crazy. It, it's self-destructive. You're destroying the, use, the, the development of capital and the technology that we need to be the leader in the world, using our small businesses to do that. And everybody can fail here. We have bankruptcy laws. No other country has bankruptcy laws. It allows people the opportunity to, to, to take a risk and fail and get right back up and try and try and try again. That's what makes America great. It's not, it's not politics. It's not wealth. It's the very thing that makes human beings tick, no matter where you live on earth. It's, it's, it's the feeling that you can get up in the morning and read my, read my poem, My America, and then I converted it to Our America, and then I converted it to Their America. There's a completely different view of America by the haves, the have-nots, and the have-sums. And the deservatives are the ones that we are, are, should be running the country through leadership, not through riots or revolutions or, or peaceful. Peaceful coexistence is terms of the majority rules. We don't have majority rules. No, no. We have an electoral college and a filibuster to make it look like we're a, a, a majority rule country. We aren't. No, we aren't at any level. We have these 50 colonies, and I need to talk about our 50 colonies because just like Britain and Margaret Thatcher, the other probably most brilliant leader of all time, along with Roosevelt, it wasn't Trump. He's not going to be on Rushmore. Uh, neither am I, neither is anyone else. Uh, no. What does she do? Well, she came into an all-male parliament with a monarchy, and there's only three forms of government. It's democracy, it's dictatorship, and it's monarchy. And I, I, and I believe America is now a monarchy. But anyway, what she did, she came in and the tax rate was 90%, and they say, well, she brought capitalism back into uh, Britain. Uh, it wasn't it, it wasn't going to be run by the, the king and queen monarchs. It was going to be run by the prime mis- minister, and it was going to focus on free enterprise. But essence, in essence, how she pulled it off and could do it so quickly, she says, "These colonies, these colonies want to be independent. Let them be independent. Let them have to fund their own mess." wherever it is in Africa or South America or whatever, they let their colonies go, just like King Edward let 13 colonies go. And when they did go in, in Britain, they went from 90%, went from 90 to 20%, and all of a sudden, Great Britain became great again. Mm. And, you, and what, what, what's the analogy here? We have 50 colonies. Oh, you're, gonna, you're just going to cut them loose? Well, we're going to stop revenue sharing, and yeah, we're cutting them loose. They're going to have to create their own uh, uh, 
GDP. And they're going to have to create their own profits and their own cash flow. And they're going to have to be responsible there as a governor, mayor, or, or county supervisor, or, 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 or whoever, uh, on the basis of generally accepted accounting principles, not this budgetary system that, you know, California said they were going to convert to GAP until they found out that we, they don't want the voters to know that. And now Oregon and Washington say they're going to do it. And I tried to get Illinois to do it 30, 40 years ago until Governor Walker saw what the numbers would be. No, it shows everyone underwater. Collectively, this country is $230 trillion underwater. And what's the value of our total assets? According to the debt clock, $200 trillion at best. Well, if we liquidated everything, we'd still be $30 trillion in, in underwater. How in the hell does that happen? Well, you move the debt clock 79 times, let the attorneys run your business, or bankers, or economists. It's, it's not the economy, stupid, it's the enterprise. That's where you make the money. Economy is what it costs you. And we talk about the economy and the issues all the time and never talk about the problems. Which, first of all, uh, uh, Jefferson uh, said, in the Constitution, you, you can't spend more than you earn. And yes, the federal government can go bankrupt. And yes, the states can go bankrupt. And so can the counties and the cities. They will be when this government collapses under this derivative bubble of the Fed, the debt, and the stock market all shriveling up to nothing. Because that's what's going to happen. And it won't take long for it to happen after OPEC says we're de-dollarizing trade and China says... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we're going to increase our prices. And uh, they're not going to destroy us. No, uh, no way. They're employing us. You, th you think Russia and China are going to drop bombs on us, their biggest consumers? Come on, get practical. Oh, well, there's a lot of crazy people out there. Yeah, but they, they haven't built a, a, a bomb yet. They haven't made, made, they've made little ones, but the big ones still should be under the control of the, of the uh, UN, and everybody should be signing a uh, no-drone, no-atom-bomb, nuclear-bomb used, or uh, you're, out of, you're out of the world order or something, or out of world trade. There's got to be some leverage around here to, to remove fear from the equation and use peace as a replacement. Uh, so, yes, uh, American Enterprise Swing Vote Party initially can make that happen. What will happen in the future if we don't do this is predicted by Orwell and I, and I, my writings and my book. I agree. I, I don't think there's any stopping it unless there is a, an alternative and, a pro, and solutions to the problems. Not calling everything an issue. That's the most wor used word in the, in the country. Is issue this and issue that, not not problem. No problem is no worries now. Used to be no problem, now it's no worries. Used to be, well, let's let's talk about problems. Oh well we have to we have to propose a solution, so we'll call it an issue and then we can compromise it and put it on, you know, uh, uh, to a sub sub subcommittee and let it just be forgotten by our Conservatives and progressives and conservatives, and uh, we'll continue on down the road till the, the 
the bur- the derivative bubble bursts, and and guess what? We're out of business. Uh, I've talked to for almost an hour. I'll get this on my podcast somehow, some way, and um, Sherry, Sherry, where'd you go? She's heard of all this. Sherry? What? Do you agree or disagree? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm certainly not going to disagree. Well, we're living the dream, you and I. We've been married 64 years in November. Yeah. Uh, We're not getting any younger, even though we we look younger than we are. Uh, We want to make it to the 100 mark where we would be married 80 years. Uh, that's not even the record. Ninety years a year. Ninety years is in India, than it was an arranged marriage. Mm. So, anyway, we're happy. Yeah, we are healthy. Not so prosperous. If my books don't <laughs> sell, and, <laughs> and 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 if they don't go viral, I guess then, I guess this idea will this be an idea. It won't be an ideology. So, thanks for listening. Uh, see you tomorrow.